0: Join me, Chelsea Urson, on season three of my podcast, Dear Young Rocker. Tune in to hear some of my
1: favorite musicians tell stories from their awkward musical beginnings, reconnect with the teenager they used to be, and remember what it's like to fall in love with your favorite band for the first time. Listen to Dear Young Rocker season three on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. reading writing and arithmetic the totally basic things you are learning in school that can be really fun or can also be really boring or difficult as you are now navigating all of your classes remotely on zoom but for some kids even the basics can be extra hard
0: I hate math. And when I would get real stressed out, I would pull my hair. Basic conversation and like social interaction skills. I don't want people to think that I'm stupid. The most difficult thing
2: is to be able to focus on one thing
0: control of their surroundings and reading social cues. You have to. to and you're,
1: you're going through life and it's tough. But what's going to happen to you? How do you get through it? Does anyone even understand? I wish someone could tell me what to do. Hi, I'm Samantha Logan, and this is We Got You, a podcast for kids whose hard questions are answered by the older teenage kids who have already been through it. this show, we will hear stories from teens talking about an issue they have faced and conquered. And hopefully it inspires you. So my guest today is Haley, a 14 year old who was diagnosed with dyslexia and really mad at her parents for keeping it from her. Today she speaks about confronting herself and understanding that what makes her different makes her better. Listen to what happens from here.
2: My name is Haley. I'm 14 years old, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I was diagnosed with dyslexia in the second grade. My parents and my teachers were worried that I was falling behind, so they took me to this doctor, and the doctor ran some tests.
0: Dr. Kravitz, you have a visitor in the main lobby.
2: And the doctor diagnosed me with dyslexia. So the school and my parents started to come up with the plan, but I didn't know anything was wrong. So when the day, like it was a Sunday when they told me, I would have school on Monday, so then they did tell me I would have to change all my classes. I wouldn't be with the main class. Somebody would pull me out of reading, writing, math. I um, didn't react very well. I didn't understand what was going on. And so on school on Monday, the teachers kind of skidded around me, which made me, like, angrier because I didn't understand what was going on and nobody told me why I needed to be pulled. I just knew I was different now, which I thought at the time was bad. So that made me feel very angry at everyone for making me different, for trying to help me. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to be with the rest. I wanted to be normal. When my parents told me like I had dyslexia at first, I thought like, what? I didn't understand. I couldn't even pronounce dyslexia at the time. I thought it was just some weird made-up disease. So for those first couple of weeks, I thought I was sick and didn't like need help with reading. I didn't understand why I needed help. And so when I saw all the other kids with their homework and the homework I got, I felt different. You don't want to be different. You want to be part of the class. You want to be the same. You don't want to need help. You want to be independent. But I couldn't be independent. So that made me feel even more different. The first time my therapist and I talked, I like, just sat there. For me at a young age, like it took me a year to open it, but I realized I could rant about dyslexia. And she won't say anything. Like where my parents would say, no, it will get better. Like, no, like you were born this way. You can't change it. Like what parents say. And so having someone, an outsider, listen to what I was talking to and rant, she would just say, okay, that's good. Just keep talking. So hearing someone else say, like, it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. That's not your parent. That makes you feel great. In my mind, as a little kid, I was like, you don't understand. You don't have dyslexia. Why are you commenting on it? So I felt like you need to talk to someone who has it or someone who doesn't have it and they can listen to you. And so once I like told my therapist, she's like, well, you can't go over the mountain. Just tunnel through it. Just tunnel through the hill. And don't just stop yourself. Go around it. Find a shortcut that works for you and go around it. If you need to go over the hill, go over the hill. But if you can find a way just to get through it, do it. Don't make everything a mountain out of a molehill because that will just create you one more hill to go over. Just think about it. Calm down, understand it your way, and go around it. In the fifth grade, I was able to read. I was able to write. I wasn't very strong on the computer, but I would handwrite papers if I had the option. So I was passing all my classes. This is when I started to notice that like I like it paid off because I started to get like all good grades. I wouldn't have to like freak out. Like teachers were there for me. It wasn't like they were trying to make me different. No, they were there to help me. Um, I started to open up to my therapist more. Didn't just sit there and stare at her. So that's when I started to understand that it's getting better. That's when I really felt like I can do this. I don't have to be sad. I got over it. Yeah, that's the moment that I really felt like it's over. So that's when it really got better. 6th grade year, I got very used to the schedule, I was very happy, I passed all my classes, but then in 7th grade, they changed everything on me. I didn't like that. I cried. I learned then you couldn't cry in front of everyone. You had to go to the bathroom to be left alone. So I went to the bathroom and then all these teachers started to come up to me in the bathroom, started to hug me and everything and say, you can use my room for like these first hours. You can go to my room. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want me to call your parents? I still don't like attention when I'm crying, but I needed I needed people to give me like the space and ask. So that year, the first day, I kind of freaked out because with dyslexia, you don't like change. I kind of went back into the little hole where I felt like I don't need it. I don't need the help, just change it back. And it couldn't. And then by the end of the year, I loved it. So, and then the year, I loved all the teachers. This year, I started to, like, realize I hate change. I hate losing control. I hate anything like that. So that had to do with my dyslexia and everything. So in seventh grade, I wouldn't admit to it. That was pretty hard. At the time, I thought it had to be my way or the highway. I'm still like that. But in eighth grade, I... Like, this year, I kind of realized, like, I'm more open and, like, to call myself out on stuff and say, like, that's my fault. Like, I messed up. Like, we're in sixth and seventh grade. If it was my fault, I'd let somebody else, like, kind of, like, take the blame. When I was younger, when I was diagnosed, it helped that someone in my class was going through it with me. And so, like, it was kind of easier to do stuff, like, if she was participating, I would participate because I'm not the only one. I'm not alone. So I'm still friends with her now. (laughs) We understand each other more. So I think that helped. Like, we're still best friends. We text each other. Like, I slept over at her house. For other kids who had dyslexia, I would probably say find someone to talk to. Find someone who's like you to talk to about it so they understand what you're going through. And find someone who's not in your family, who does not have dyslexia, to talk about it. I would tell my younger self that it's okay to be different and not normal. It's okay to not fit in with the class. Everything's going to work out in the future. I know it doesn't feel like it does now, but it will, it will get way better. You'll feel like you're on top of the world, which is what you want and what you need. So just know it gets better.
1: Well, I just want to say thank you, Haley, so much for sharing this. Dyslexia is an obstacle, but it is not the end of the world. There are still ways for you to seek help if you need, despite being at home and on Zoom. And we will name a source at the end of our episode. So now is the part of the show where we take questions from you out there. We ask kids to age nine through 13 around the country through various networks to submit anonymous questions about difficulty they might have with reading or writing. And we had lots of responses. So if you would like to submit a question for future episodes, DM us on our Instagram account, We Got You Show. Today's audience submitted questions are about what we call neurodiversity. And for our panel of experts, Hayley was joined by Asha, a teen we will speak to in another episode this season. And the girls answer questions submitted by you. Asha starts by telling us a bit about her story.
0: I have a severe ADHD and anxiety, but that's kind of part of the ADHD. And I was kind of, I found out in fifth grade and... I was, i medicated for it, and at first I was kind of, I didn't want to tell my class. Around sixth grade they found out, like late sixth, early seventh is when I told them, and it was a challenge to tell my classmates.
1: So let's get to our first submitted question. Should I worry about my classmates not liking me because I have this diagnosis?
0: Um, I think you shouldn't worry about it because if anyone doesn't like you for an illness or a disease that you have, then it's obviously not a good idea to be friends with them. And if you are accepted by your friends and they're definitely, and they don't care that you have the disease or they even try to help you, then those are definitely more of the people that you should want to be around.
2: I definitely like agree with that. Like I'd also say, If, like, they don't agree with it, either figure out why to, like, figure out, like, why don't you like me now? You liked me before, but I still had it. But I just didn't tell you what's the difference.
0: There's no change. Yeah. Not changing just because other people know. Like, you still have it.
1: Okay, so this brings up the next submitted question, which is, am I normal? And what does normal mean?
0: Nobody's Normal gosh we'd be robots I really thought that that I would want to be like everyone else but later I kind of found out that everyone's dealing with something not everyone it's not like you're dealing with this one thing and no one else is dealing with anything else so don't compare your insides to their outsides if
2: you're trying to fit in that's not like you're pushing yourself away you're distancing yourself from like who you are So if they want you to fit in that way, I'd say like, just forget them. Find someone who has your like disability and talk to them about it. So you don't Mm -hmm. feel like you're by yourself.
0: That really helps. I was able to find a couple kids with ADHD and I just felt so connected to them. People opened up to me about their diseases and illnesses. And that just made me connect with them on another level because I felt like, oh, I'm also dealing with something. Like
2: once you admitted... That this was like not wrong, but like this is something that's happened to you. Other people feel more open because now they trust you more. They're like, this is a strong, confident person that's able to say, these are my flaws. Okay,
1: so the next submitted question is I feel like I'm struggling understanding what's happening to me. How do I ask someone for help? I'd say
2: find someone, a teacher or find like an older friend, like an older sister, just to talk to, just to let everything out of like, I don't understand what's happening to me. Why is this happening? Like they've gone through like something like like you. So like find someone to talk to
0: about it. I was always able to talk to someone because I had a school counselor that I was just really close with. But yeah, even finding a counselor, and if you're not able to, I would say writing also really helps. I have like nine diaries filled up just like a bunch of stuff. And
2: also because like for me with writing, not my strongest suit, like I don't want anybody to read it. Um, I say like, if you don't want to do that, paint or draw. Oh, yeah. Like draw how you feel or like paint how you feel because that's what I did when I was younger. I'd like go to those little like fashion books and like tape up the people. Know my parents for a while there because I was really into fashion. They bought me this book. It was like a paper book to make handmade paper dresses. Oh. I was like obsessed with that when I was younger.
0: And also insurance, I would say, definitely helped. I've been playing piano for three years, and now I'm playing like thirty minutes to an hour a day just because it's like so good. And listening to music, also, oh yeah, really good.
2: Create playlists, definitely mm-hmm. create playlists. That like if you like this song put it in this playlist. Mm -hmm.
1: What else do you guys want kids to know?
2: It's okay to be different. It's okay to have flaws.
0: If you make an effort to try to make things better, then it will most likely get better. You just wait for things to get better.
2: Be patient. Definitely be very patient. Don't try to rush the process. Trust who's around you and trust that they're doing this to help you and not like sabotage you.
1: Asha has already started school and Haley is about to go to school. What are some highlights so far?
0: I didn't think that I was going to make any friends and um, I did. And I made a friend group and I feel like it's going to be, it's okay. So if you're feeling like really nervous about starting high school, then it's okay. I think it's okay to be a little nervous, but don't be too nervous because you don't even realize like you could, it's going to be okay. It's always going to be better than you think it's going to be most of the time in these situations. And also don't let like the global pandemic, like stop everything. Like it's still okay to like have fun. And you can try to take advantage of like being virtual. You could like, I don't know. It might be easier to just like type if you're doing a Zoom meeting, you can just type in the chat like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You're going to meet people. Do you have any
2: like upcoming tests or anything like that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like a bunch. Okay, really?
2: For me dealing with like teachers and new tests, always think of like positive. Don't freak out. Like if you don't know the answer, come back to it. Like it's going to be okay. You're not going to fail. Like when I was Like even last year, I like studied so hard and I thought I was going to fail. Don't think like that. And also remember, you can always ask the teachers for a retest or you can always say, I can I have extra time? I wasn't able to focus. Like, can you please help me with this? Yeah. Okay, so I want to
1: thank you all so much for tuning into our first episode of We Got You. We Got You is a podcast that gives a voice to every kid out there who doesn't have anyone to go to for advice, who might be scared to ask their friends, older siblings, or parents for help. We're here for you. And remember that right now is just a tiny part of your life, and you will get through it. Tune in for our special Halloween episode, where we speak to a pair of twins about their scary experiences with bullying and how they overcame it. If you want a chance to have your questions answered or appear on our show, submit your questions via DM on our Instagram at wegotyoushow or visit us at wegotyoushow.com. If you need to speak with someone about trouble reading, contact the International Dyslexia Association online 24-7. DyslexiaIDA.org for more info. We Got You is sponsored by a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, with special thanks to PRX and Tracks for Support. Production assistant is Carolina Garrigo. Theme music by Dima. Original composition by Dimitri Livman, Ollie Chang, and Guy Brown. Music edit, sound design, and mix by Rob Ballingle. Dialogue edit by Michelle Medias. And music supervision by Justin Morris. We Got You is created, written, and produced by Hallie Petro and Brandon Leganke in association with Sonic Union NYC. Till next time, this is Samantha Logan saying, We Got You. Support for TRAX comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is TRAX from PRX.